0: Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave,
1: Jamie, Big show coming up today on Wednesday, November 15th. Adam, Jamie, and Heath here on Fantasy Football Today. Buy low and sell high. Previewing the Thursday night game. Tennessee and Pittsburgh updating you on the injuries. Heath's got some tight end research. Jamie has a surprise for us. We're gonna play a game and we're gonna talk playoff schedules. If you've got a quarterback with tough playoff matchups, who should you pick up right now? To, uh, cover yourself. And I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Every single freaking week, Thursday, Sunday, Monday night, I get myself excited for the games, and they're almost always duds. So I'm getting myself excited for Tennessee, Pittsburgh. Will we see a good football game on Thursday night?
2: We've seen several good ones on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, what are you night. talking no, about?
1: No, they've been so- but all the primetime games lately have been, I mean, last week was just awful. Well, that's because the Dolphins have been
0: on three, yeah, tw- it's <laughs> true. Primetime games. I guess my question is, does it have to be high scoring for no. it to be good football?
1: No, I, I just I think want it to be a very game.
0: competitive game. All you right, know, that's these, what I these, want. Are, these are finally two good teams. I'm not sure it will be a high scoring game. That's right.
1: fine. I'm cool, with
2: that. I'm cool um, with that. All right, you ready for first part of the surprise? Oh, already? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was the night before Christmas, and up in the tower, everyone was partying except one wallflower. John McClain uh. missed his wife. Things just weren't the same. Oh, I know what this. Holly is. had moved west and changed her last name.
1: Yeah, uh huh. Right. I know Okay, this is the Christmas, the Die Hard Christmas book.
2: Yes. So we got it sent to us from Bradford Peake, I believe is his name. Brad, I'm assuming Earl Bradford, was kind enough to send us the book, and he said, "Sending this to you, who would appreciate it more than Adam. Yeah. Hope it keeps the debate alive." It's. It is such an excellent, excellent, excellent story. Absolutely, and in full detail, by the way, of the movie. Um, not for children. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm take,
0: I, yes, this, this is going home with me one night, and I'm sharing it with my children. <laughs> Only two of them.
2: Uh, they have two teenagers. But it is, it is, it is a great description of a great Christmas story. Die Hard Christmas.
1: I mean, it's pretty cool that they made a Christmas a book. book out of it. It's, it's good marketing. Uh, my stance is just that it doesn't really have anything to do with Christmas. Christmas is just sort of a thing in the movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's not a about, it's, you know, we don't have to well, get into Well, here,
2: let, it let it. me, I'll just read one more line here. It's at the end. Bear bonds fluttered like fresh fallen snow as Holly embraced her blood spattered woe. So Merry Christmas to all. Be kind to one another. And most of all, yippee yay
1: mother. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's the end of the book? That's the end of the Christmas book. (laughs) That is freaking awesome. What a Christmas book. Wow. (laughs) He said it. Oh, he said it. Yes. No, it's a Christmas book. I'll give it that, but it's not a Christmas movie.
2: Wait, wait, what? What?
1: No. You know what? I look forward to having this debate later on. Um, later on this holiday season. I can't leave Thanksgiving. Oh, it's holiday season, buddy. It is holiday season. Uh, th- Thanksgiving coming up next week. And this is the last week of Bioweeks, by the way. And I forgot about somebody on waivers yesterday, so let's talk about him right now. I don't know why I forgot this guy. I'm not sure if I accidentally deleted him from the notes. I made a big mistake, and I apologize. We did not talk about Austin Eckler. Well, luckily, we talked about him on Sunday a little bit, but 24% owned now, so that's obviously way up uh he had 10 carries, he had 5 catches, he had more than 100 total yards and two touchdowns at Jacksonville for the Chargers in week 10. Did you guys uh claim Austin Eckler? Do you, do you think everybody should? Like what do you think?
0: I don't think everyone should. I made more waiver claims yesterday than I have any week this season. And it wasn't because I was particularly excited about the options out there. I just I had some buy problems and there were a lot of players. So he was behind Jamal Williams, behind Samaj AP Ryan, behind the New England running backs. But I did end up claiming him in one league. I'm going to have to start him in one league. And I think if you wanted to make a case for Austin Eckler as a good person to have and to stash, um, we've never seen Melvin Gordon play in week 16 or 17, right? Um, That's a good point. Hmm. He's played two years and he's missed the last two game, two or three games of the year, both years. Wow!
2: So, Mister Anti Handcuff is handcuffing somebody.
0: I, I may, I'm going <laughs> to have to add Austin Eckler to the stash rankings that will come out today. Hmm. And he's probably a good one.
1: Okay. It, do you think he's going to get more than five touches?
0: Uh, well, he got 15 last week. Yeah, I know, but I mean, it was I completely unexpected. I would guess that he, yes, I think he's going to get more. I don't think he gets 15 touches, again, unless Melvin gets hurt. But I would expect he averages 10. They talked about at the beginning of the year how they didn't want to work Melvin Gordon like yep. they did the year before. And we kind of laughed about it because they didn't have anybody else to use. They found somebody else to use.
1: Okay. Is he more of a passing downs guy? Is he more of a PPR guy, Austin Eckler?
0: I think he's more of uh what does Pete call them? Airback. Uh, Airback. He's an airbag. Okay.
2: All right. I I think, look, this is going to be a telling week for how good of a fantasy option he could be because it's a dream matchup. They haven't stopped anybody since they traded Marcel Darius the Bills. And so if he does get some shared work and does well with it, then you'll be excited about him more so, I think, than just what I would probably look at more of a fluky game last week than what
0: is expected. But their playoff schedule, Washington, Kansas City, New York Jets. If something were to happen to Gordon, that's pretty fantastic. Give me some by-lows, or just
1: one of each. Favorite by-low, favorite sell, however many you want. Favorite by-low, favorite sell-high. Uh, Jamie, why don't you start with a by-low candidate?
2: Uh, Julio Jones. I mean, look, you can't get any worse than what he's been, given what the pedigree and the expectations were. And so um, I don't think this matchup is as tough as it clearly was prior to last week when Richard Sherman was healthy. And so... I think Matt Ryan will play well. I think Julio Jones will have a good enough game. Um, and then I believe next week is Tampa Bay. Not the easiest matchups after that, but, uh, you're still hoping that Julio becomes Julio as they try to make a playoff push in terms of the Falcons. So if you get him cheap, do it.
0: Um, I'll go, I'll go high end as well. And I will say you've still got a little bit of time left to buy low on Kareem Hunt. We, you didn't pull, like, I think it was easier before last week when somebody had him on a buy, but still, Whoever owns him hasn't seen him score a touchdown for almost two months. And uh, i he's my number one running back this week. So I expect him to have a monster game.
1: Wow. All right. Kareem Hunt at the Giants. It feels so bad for a buddy of mine who has to go to that game. Like, wow. Why? I mean, <laughs> that's cool to see the Chiefs, I guess. But cold weather, that team, ugh. Uh, favorite sell-high candidates. Heath, you want to kick it off? Favorite sell-high
0: I won't use Jamie's because I know who that is. Um, so I'm trying to find a running back, and I I think I would be interested in selling high on Amir Abdullah. Oh, okay. All right, couple good games or, in a row. Couple good games in sort a of. row. I'm still not sure that I totally buy Amir Abdullah, comma feature back. So, if, if I could get some type of good value for him, no, I'm not just giving up for nothing.
1: I, I, I mean, look, he, good games are relative. He's got 48 and 52 yards rushing in those two games. He's just scored. Um right. And he only had 11 carries against Cleveland, which is interesting coming off 21 carries but two fumbles at Green Bay. So, uh, they did trail in that game for a while though. I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel it. I'd, I'd see what I could get from Abdullah. Jamie, how about you? Who's your, who's the guy that Heath wouldn't steal from you at a, as a sell high?
2: I'm going to guess it's Robert Woods. Yep. Um, or a hashtag any Rams, uh, yes. not named Todd Gurley. <laughs> um, we talked about this for a while now. You know, it's just a tough schedule, um, moving forward. So I think if you can get something great in return for Woods, that's probably the Woods and Watkins are the most logical sell high guys. I think golf can still be good enough. Um, like I, I'm not really running away from him this week as a like must sit guy. And you know, I don't know if he's a slam dunk. Top 10 guy.
1: At Minnesota but, this week.
2: Yeah, it, it's a tough matchup, but, um, I, I think you just look at the receivers. Robert Woods has never been what he's been the last two weeks. He wasn't even like that to start the season. And so while they need him because Sammy Watkins may or may not ever turn into a true featured number one type of guy. And while Cooper Cup kind of is who he is, uh, I, I just don't see him ever being this productive again the rest of the season. And I, I could be wrong, but I just don't expect it.
0: And I've got one more sell high. Okay. <laughs> but you're going to have to do it in like the next five minutes before everyone else sees the news. Oh, what happened? Um, any Bills, wide receivers, tight ends, or any anything else related to the Bills? Oh, no. you think he'll be that bad? I I don't think he is good, and I think Tyrod Taylor is good. Yep. And so I I would rather just get rid of him. Uh, the Bills
1: have
2: benched Tyrod Taylor for Nathan Peter.
0: Oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
2: Well. Remember tank mode? They're in tank mode. Like this is a team
0: that was six and two.
1: Oh my goodness, I cannot believe that. I can I just and
0: you, traded Marcel
1: Darius. I have said that. I I said that. It's so funny that I felt like on the fantasy podcast we always felt like Tyra I, I feel like national football fans. Think Tyrod Taylor is better than Bills fans do. The Bills fans never ever seem to buy into Tyrod Taylor. There must be something to that. They know Tyrod Taylor better than we do. And I guess I shouldn't be that surprised, but I just, wow, I mean, I didn't see that coming. And that sucks. Because last week we talked about Kelvin Benjamin having, like, arguably the best wide receiver matchups down the stretch of any wide receiver, or you know, yeah, basically he he can still be
2: good. Look,
0: maybe we, Peterman will be yeah, good. Maybe we, we don't know.
2: And and you know the type of receiver that Benjamin is. It's not like you have to have pinpoint accuracy to him for him to be successful. So,
1: oh boy, wow, that's uh, how about Desert that? Okay. okay, so you know I have um a segment that was that included Robert Woods. It's called Number Two Looks Like Number One, where these Number Two wide receivers are playing like Number Ones. And but I want you're to- talking fantasy. What's that? That you're talking about fantasy football. I <laughs> no. Yeah, but it's a, it's a play on words. Um, and uh, I will get to that a little bit later. Let's do the news and notes. Uh, in case you haven't heard, Tyrod Taylor has been benched, so that's weird. But uh, Devontae Freeman not expected to play this week. CJ Procis is on IR. Rob Kelly is on IR. Greg Olson is expected back next week, and he's only 71% owned. They have a bye this week, Then they're at the Jets in Week 12, and Olson should be back for that one. Curtis Samuel out for the season. Good news for Greg Olson, I guess. Jay Ajayi set for more work this week. You're ranking him ahead of LeGarrette Blunt, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think I'm the low guy on Jay Ajayi, and I've got him like 15 spots ahead of LeGarrette Blunt. There is a lot of Jay Ajayi love going out of this week. Oh. Yeah,
2: no Sean Lee. That's the biggest reason for me. Are you gonna I, go? I liked him before the, the Sean Lee injury. Um, but I, I just think that, uh, you know, without Lee in there, you've seen the, the two-game sample size that he missed already this season. You know, you go back just the course of history with him. But Todd Gurley ripped them up. Aaron Jones beat them up. Yep. I mean, LeGarrette Blount could still have a good game here too.
1: It's a, it is a big deal. And what about uh Demarco Murray or Jhj? Because we're going to preview that Thursday night game.
2: Oh, I I Jhj for me easy. Where do you have Jhj right now?
0: Seven. Seven? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sean, Sean Lee's absence is just. Tremendous. Yeah, my my only question is, does he? If it's we, there's not a lot of guys we rank as top ten running backs that we expect to get 12 to 15 carries.
2: Well, I mean, there's also the the narrative coming out of Philadelphia that he's going to get potentially a lot of work. Yeah. So,
0: um, I, mean, I
1: would if, go if, to Marco. If,
2: if you were to say 18 carries.
1: Oh, I take a Jai, I guess in that case. Yes, right. but I don't I know you that don't know. that sounds high to me. It it very well could be.
2: But I, I, I would not. expect
1: 15 at the minimum based I mean, on what they're saying and based yeah. on how this game should go. They should. I don't think anybody doubts that that's the Well, but unless
0: they, they blow him out and they just give 15 carries to Corey Clement again. Very well <laughs> <laughs> Uh
1: I hope, Well, it's a national TV game, so, you know, probably will. Uh, no timetable for Jameis Winston, but, they're you know, Dirk Cutter said he thinks Winston will be back this year, which probably means he ain't coming back all that soon. D.D. Westbrook expected to play this week at Cleveland for the Jaguars, and now here we go with the Do You Expects. Do you expect Danny Woodhead at Green Bay? Yes. Uh, Ty Montgomery, same game. No. Drew Stanton. No. Philip Rivers. Not sure, uh, right? Yes. Yeah? All right, but we're still in the concussion protocol. Uh, Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed.
0: He... No. We should really play the Do You Expect game on Thursday. We play, we play it all the time. I know. The, the, the game on Wednesday, though, is just complete and utter guesses.
1: Terrence West, Chris Hogan?
0: Um, No, for both.
1: Okay. Those are just guesses. All right, Heath, strut your stuff.
0: Time for your tight end research. Strut my st- I don't know why you think I'm going to strut my stuff. Maybe I did a bunch of research and found that you were right, and it is the year tight end, and I just wanted to share that with you. Oh That I sounds mean- like me, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, over the past three years There have been nine, ten, or eleven uh, Between the, in that range Tight ends that have averaged At least seven fantasy points per game So basically you needed to average Around seven fantasy points per game To be a number one tight end mm-hmm. This season There are Seven That are averaging seven fantasy points per game Actually make that six there are only seven that are even averaging six fantasy points per game. The number eight tight end in fantasy on a per-game basis is Austin Hooper at 5.6 fantasy points per game. Okay. okay. Tight end production is way down.
1: Now, that's sort of different than what I meant. I think what I meant, because it's relative to, to everything, to everyone, is that there are pro- like, I don't see teams that are- I can't trade- I can't trade tight ends. Because everybody's got that's one. That's because you don't have any good ones. No, it's- I have a league with, with three tight ends. I can't trade them. Because- Right. Yeah, but they're good. But the thing they're is- They're all
0: averaging five fantasy points a game, that's not good. Like, I agree- I know what you're saying, there's this wide range of like yeah. 20 tight ends you could start. Right, right. But none of them are actually good.
1: Well... I, the fate of the argument I was going to say would come down to three players. Now, and Charles Clay might be cooked. Now, you know, like that's just—he was one of them. Charles Clay, Jared. Charles Cook. Charles
0: Clay was in that group of seven tight ends averaging six fantasy points per game.
1: Yeah, well, Charles Clay, Jared Cook, and Hunter Henry are guys that I thought would sort of decide the argument because I—I I don't know that that we've seen the best from from those guys in terms of per game because Cook is a late bloomer. And I, I still believe in Hunter Henry, but he's uh, making me lose faith in him. But I don't know, it just feels like you got Evan, you got your top four, right? You got Kelsey, Gronk, Ertz, and Graham. And then you've got a Redskins tight end, so maybe Jordan Reed's good going down the stretch, so that's five. And then Evan Ingram is clearly six. And then Delaney Walker, three weeks in a row, he's been really good in PPR, he just can't score. Um. And you've got Safari and Jenkins. I don't know. It just felt like people were picking guys up off the waiver wire and they were actually useful this year. Between Safari and Jenkins. I I I was
0: just saying the numbers do not match the felt like.
1: But it feels like people are okay at tight end because they're not losing as much compared to everyone else. You know, it's, you're right. Like you're right. and, And maybe I said it wrong. Like tight ends aren't doing better this year than they were in the past, but perhaps there's just not that big of a gap anymore. And nobody's really like dying because their tight end sucks. It's catcher. It is, there, yeah, right. There, there's no, a it's bunch short of startable
0: stop. tight ends because there's really not any good ones.
1: Maybe it's more like shortstop though, cause, uh, fine. No, it could be, it could be, yeah, alright, I see your, I
0: see your comparison. There are three good tight ends, there are four low end number one tight ends, and then there's a bunch of garbage.
1: Do you feel like there are any leagues that you're in where you're losing because of your tight end? Um, I don't really feel that way. Whereas I no. do feel that way at quarterback.
0: Yeah, I'm. I don't feel like I'm losing because of quarterback either, though.
1: I feel that way in a couple of leagues. Okay. You know, I'm, well, you know, my Aaron Rodgers league, for example, I have Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> and as Paul I'm, Harvey
0: likes to say, now you know the rest of the story.
1: Okay, great. Now I know the rest of the story. All right, that was good stuff, Jamie. uh Was your entire surprise the, the Die Hard poem, or was, did you do parts one and two? You want more? No, I don't know. I you said part one earlier. I, I allotted time for the rest of it. I don't know if you wanted me to read more. That's fine. I think I think uh, you you you're yippy. I, I
2: did I did tweet that we have bleeps today, and people are very excited about the bleeps. <laughs> Please, just one bleep.
1: Um, you don't need to bleep out anything with Indochino. You're gonna love everything about Indochino, and you're not gonna believe the Indochino Black Friday sale: a made-to-measure custom suit for three hundred and twenty-nine dollars. How do you get it at Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, and use the code FFT at checkout. That's FFT at checkout on Indochino.com or in a showroom for the most amazing suit you've ever bought, $329. If you forget the code, please feel free to tweet me or email me. You can't compare the fit of an Indochino suit to an off-the-rack suit. It's just not even close. The suits, they're stylish. You're going to look great. You're going to feel great. You're going to feel confident. You're going to love it. So get any Indochino made-to-measure suit from Indochino.com or in a showroom for $329 during Indochino's massive Black Friday sale when when you enter FFT at checkout. 60% off the regular price. Shipping's free. Indochino.com. Promo code FFT any suit for 329 and free shipping outstanding deal take advantage of it all right guys we usually play the feud or name that player something like that let's do some fantasy jeopardy ooh this is my favorite game you really yes by far all right we have three categories so we'll we'll guess some players and then we will uh, talk about them we have quarterbacks running backs and pass catchers each of them for 200 and 400 dollars
0: okay uh clarification on the pass catchers wide receivers, that, and, wide tight receivers ends. and tight ends yeah uh-huh so not so like javorius allen is no. not a pass catcher wide okay. receivers tight ends thank you
1: okay six cat six questions here 200 and 400 in each category who won last time do you remember
0: um jamie won the feud but right. the last time we played jeopardy he didn't score so i think we should let <laughs> jamie go first
1: <laughs> I didn't score that was la- that I was that, that i think yeah. he just shut out i think you're right <laughs> Uh, Jamie, uh, quarterbacks, running backs, uh, pass catchers for two or four hundred dollars. Uh,
2: let's go quarterbacks for two hundred.
1: With only three more touchdown passes than interceptions, he is somehow currently the number three quarterback in fantasy in six point per passing touchdown leagues.
2: Three more touchdowns than interceptions.
1: You guys are both eligible to guess here. Right. Number three quarterback in fantasy, three more touchdown passes than interceptions. Da, 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 da. Nobody, huh? Alright, your time's up. Who is Cam Newton? Cam I'm Newton. Running. He runs. He does, he does run. run. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh he's it's still zeros. <laughs> <It's> still zeros. <laughs> How you feel
0: about Cam Newton, the number three quarterback in fantasy? I like that he runs. And there are some remarkable numbers out there on Cam Newton without Kelvin Benjamin and Cam Newton with Kelvin Benjamin, and how much better he's been without Kelvin Benjamin. And that just continued, so we'll see how see how long it lasts. You're starting him. That's a good point, actually. You are starting him. He had this huge game, and he's
1: known for that. I mean, 43 fantasy points. The previous three games was 7, 14, and 19 fantasy points. Uh, all right, so Cam Newton's the number three. By the way, he's number three if you use decimal scoring. If you like look at a CBSSports.com league and you don't use decimal scoring, he's tied for fifth. And you should absolutely use decimal scoring. So. Jamie, the board is still yours. Uh, go pass catchers for two hundred. Pass catchers for two hundred. Uh, this is the yards per catch for the NFL's leading receiver in catches. Uh, Jarvis Landry. How many yards per catch for the guy who has the most catches
0: in the NFL? Like to the decimal point? I'll I'll let you be within one yard. We both hit. Who got first? Jamie. Uh, under five. Uh, first uh, of all, phrase it in the form of a question. You're terrible. Uh, at that.
2: what is under 5.0 yards per catch? Yards per catch. Heath.
0: What is six yards per catch? You're both wrong again. Uh, what is
1: 7.7 7 yards per catch? Oh. For the guy who has the most catches in football. So we're both at
0: negative 200.
1: Yeah, you guys are both terrible. Can you, <laughs> can you freaking believe that? Jarvis Landry, how about this? He's, we can believe it. We thought he was worse. He's the number 20 wide receiver in standard and number six in PPR. That is a huge, huge difference. Uh, he's got five touchdowns, though, which ties a career high. But hardly any – I mean 7.7 7 yards per catch? I've never seen anything like that. What, what's
2: your reaction to that? That's kind of who he is, though. Not that. To the extreme.
1: That's amazing. Um, I don't know. Is there trade value for Jarvis Lantry or do you just hold him?
2: I don't know what you'll get in return for him.
0: Either you're in a PPR league where he's still very valuable or you're in a standard league where nobody wants him. So, Is that how know, you I'll... feel about him? That he's very yeah. valuable
2: in PPR? I mean, but... Yeah. If, he, if he's on my team, you know, I mean, look, he's been probably better than you expected with the touchdowns.
1: Yeah. All right. So you're uh, negative 200 to negative 200. <laughs> Uh he, he, you, you can have the board I, It's still Jamie's board Alright Jamie it's your board <laughs> Alright
2: we'll go pass catchers for 400
1: Pass catchers for 400 This former first round pick Is the number 3 wide receiver in standard And number 4 in PPR Over the last 3 games Yet for the season He's outside the top 30
2: Former first round pick
1: He's top 5 Last 3 games which includes buys but he's outside uh, the top thirty.
0: Um top five in fantasy? Yeah. Okay. Over the last three games. He's a former number one pick in out in the NFL uh-huh. or
1: fantasy? <laughs> yeah, in the NFL. In the NFL. Oh my god. Um five, four, <laughs>
0: three,
1: two, what these are that hard? Who is Amari Cooper? Who is Amari Cooper? He's had two games this year with more than five fantasy points. And he's gotten the targets. He's got 19 targets each in the last two weeks. And he's managed 48 yards and 58 yards at Buffalo. These questions and are so
0: vague. You did a really bad job with these <laughs> questions. I ran them by Dave. Well, then. well he's not going to be on the show. Of course he liked them. I mean, a former <laughs> – Those guys look stupid.
1: <laughs> a former first-round pick – I knew that the Jarvis Landry one would be tough. But a former first-round pick who's outside the top – I don't know. I didn't think that was that bad. Um – all right, fine. What do you think about Amari Cooper? He's got he's got Denver in a couple weeks, but he's got some really good matchups aside from that. But man, he just he's just having a bad year. He's just having a terrible year.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to keep ranking him as a number 2 wide receiver knowing that he's never going to finish as a number 2. He'll either be a number 4 or a number 1. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh who would you rather have, Amari Cooper or Jarvis Landry?
0: Cooper.
2: Cooper standard. Yeah. At least you know what you're getting with Landry PPR.
1: All right, Jamie, the board is yours.
2: <laughs> what are the other category? Tight ends?
1: No, you already got pass catchers. We yeah, have running backs for 400, and we have quarterback for two and 400.
2: No, I think we did quarterback, didn't we?
1: Yes, sorry. We have quarterbacks for 400. We have running – oh, we have both the running backs.
2: You are not only a terrible producer of this game, <laughs> you are a terrible host <laughs> of this game. Uh, let's go for running backs for 200.
1: Running backs for 200. He is the top 10 running back in standard scoring leagues. With the fewest carries and the highest yards per carry among the top ten. Heath. Who is Chris Thompson? Eh. All right, repeat the question, please. He is the top ten running back in standard scoring leagues with the fewest carries and the highest yards per carry among the top ten. Dave got uh, it. uh, Dave got it right, so I don't want to hear it. No clue. Who is Alvin Kamara? Oh. Good guess, Heath. Chris Thompson's 11th. Uh, you, when we did favorite buy low and favorite sell high candidates, I feel like Alvin Kamara would be my favorite sell high candidate.
0: I almost said him. Yeah, he, he's a sell high option.
1: He's good. I mean, he's, his total yards in five games without Adrian Peterson are awesome as follows. 87, 107, 76, 152, and 138. Plus you throw on about four or five catches. You got a good player. I just – if we feel like Drew Brees is going to eventually start throwing touchdown passes, is that going to hurt Alvin Kamara? You know, could he still – like he'll be a number two. I don't know that he's going to be a number one running back or top eight.
2: He's currently a number two. He's also a a Mark Ingram injury away from being a top three running back.
1: Well, I don't want to base my all my trade values on injuries. No, but, I mean,
2: you're getting great production now with the potential of you know, I mean, Ingram prior to last year has missed time, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. But we did call Chris Thompson a sell high, and it turned out to be a really good call. I just, and Chris he, Thompson, it, yes. But he
2: doesn't get, I mean, Kamara still gets more carries than Chris Thompson.
1: Kamara, yeah, he gets about 10 a game.
2: And he's in a much better offense.
1: Yeah. He's in a great running offense. All right, so uh
0: zero zero, Jamie. The board is still yours. We got right,
1: running backs for four hundred. The
0: daily double. How much of your of your negative two hundred or four hundred do you want to wager? You can't even, no, you cannot. You can't wager the daily
1: double. Okay. Uh, All right. uh So Jamie, for four hundred dollars, you since it's the daily double, you get exclusive rights here. Okay. Averaging just three point eight yards per carry, this top ten running back has forty receptions but is still looking for his first receiving touchdown of the season. Averaging uh, just three point, sorry 3.8 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. This top 10 running back has 40 receptions, but still looking for his first receiving touchdown of the season.
0: Uh, do, I, do I get a chance to steal this one? Yeah, of course. But I have to wait for him to guess? Uh-huh. No idea. Okay, correct. Heath? Okay. I'll go with LaShawn McCoy. Okay, I think you mean who, who is LaShawn McCoy. Is, yeah,
1: you are incorrect. The answer is who is Le'Veon Bell? How about that? Did you know he was averaging 3.8 yards per carry? Yes. Well, I didn't. Uh, I just thought that was fun. He is on pace. Le'Veon Bell is on pace for 391 regular season carries, which would be 10th all time. I will give you guys 800 points if you can tell me who holds the single season record for carries in a season.
0: Um, is LaShawn McCoy not a top ten running back? Does he have forty catches? He has forty one. Well, and he... no receiving touchdowns, and he's averaging three point eight yards per carry. Okay, year. well, he and the shop, he and Le'Veon Bell, have almost. So the same... I should get points for that. Yeah,
1: I said forty catches. You not gave us 41. a question
0: with two correct answers. No, I, I said one of them. forty catches. Did not say forty one. He... he has forty catches. You said forty one. He's not a top ten running back.
1: <laughs> take that, <laughs> Heath Cummings. Uh, uh, who... I have a question. Mm-hmm. What
2: is the next uh part of the diehard Christmas story for 400? Oh, no. I have it. Uh When out in the lobby <laughs> there arose such a clatter, he sprung to the door to see what was the matter. Yeah. When what to his wondering eyes should appear, holy crap, there are terrorists here. Don <laughs> hid under a table where no one could see and watched Hans question Mr. Takaki.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm oh. going
2: to count to three. There will not be a floor. Give me the codes to open the vault door. I don't know the codes, so go ahead and shoot. Okay, said Hans Gruber, and ruined Takagi's.
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
0: So much better than the Jeopardy game.
1: What a great children's book. Alright, listen, we got one more left. And by the way, the all-time leader in carries in a single season is Larry Johnson with 416 in 2006. We've got, uh, we got quarterbacks for 400, right? Okay. Uh, currently fourth in the NFL in both pass attempts and passing yards, this quarterback married a cheerleader for his college football team and is the number nine quarterback in fantasy this season.
0: Fourth in pass attempts and passing yards? Uh-huh. Jamie. Matty Stafford. Incorrect. Heath. Um, can you please reread the question? Sure. Uh, He's
1: currently currently fourth in the NFL in both pass attempts and passing yards. This quarterback married a cheerleader for his college football team and is the number nine quarterback in fantasy this season.
0: Who is Kirk Cousins?
1: Incorrect. Who is Matthew Stafford? Who is (laughs) Matthew Stafford? Sorry, Jamie, you're going to have to respect the Jeopardy rules. I cannot allow you to not
0: state it in the form of a question.
1: Every you know time you we say it? sorry
0: to? Who? Everyone has listened to this for the last 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> I'm really disappointed. I, 0 for 6. No, JB got that right. Um, but you don't get points. Matthew Stafford, people have brought up his playoffs, his, his rest of season schedule. He's throwing a lot. He's got the fourth most passing yards. He should have more touchdowns. It just hasn't been there. But uh, playing really well lately. So he's got the Bears. They allow the sixth fewest fantasy points. The Vikings, they allow the ninth. At the Ravens, they allow the second fewest. At Tampa Bay, that's good. The Bears again at the Bengals. Tenth fewest fantasy points, and then week 17 is Green Bay. Give me your thoughts on Matthew Stafford rest of season. On who is Matthew Stafford?
0: He's the number one fantasy quarterback. Yep. Stafford did or Cam? you know he married a cheerleader from his college? He did. I did not know that. Stafford or Cam? Uh. What do you think about the schedule? And- it, it's got to matter. Stafford in six-point-per-pass-touchdown leagues, Cam in four.
2: Yeah, I'll take Cam in either just because the floor for Cam, now that he's running like he is, gives him such a nice base to start with. All right.
1: All right, well, that was Fantasy Jeopardy. Perhaps never to be played again. Let's preview Tennessee at Pittsburgh. And your stat of the game. Listen up, Juju Smith-Schuster owners. What is Juju Smith-Schuster? He's a number two, looks like number one. Oh, I
2: thought you was still playing Jeopardy.
1: Oh. <laughs> All right, stat of the game. Multiple wide receivers have scored seven or more fantasy points in standard scoring leagues in the same game against Tennessee six times in nine games. That would be Oakland, Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. I mean, you've had some some real garbage there doing very well. So multiple wide receivers have scored seven or more fantasy points in standard in the same game twice, uh, six times in nine games against Tennessee. And 14 wide receivers have had seven or more targets against the Titans this year. Twelve of them, 12 out of 14, have either had 76 yards or caught a touchdown. In other words, if Juju Smith-Schuster gets seven targets, which is what he's done each of the last two weeks, he's had 17 total targets, he should have a good game. Um So, yeah, starters at Juju Smith-Schuster.
0: I've got him right around that seven-point mark, which means you're probably starting him, but I'm not forcing him into my lineup over – Like, if you have him on your roster, there's a good chance he was your fourth or fifth wide receiver. So I'm not forcing him into my lineup over a lot of guys that I've been starting all year. But he's a borderline number two.
1: Are you going to start Juju Smith-Schuster over, let's say, Keenan Allen or Amari Cooper?
0: I am not. Not this week. Okay. What about over Dez Bryant? Yes. I started to. I had Dez ranked pretty low, and I know we're going to talk more about that game later. But if you get 10 targets against the Eagles, you have been really good this year.
2: I'll just put the asterisk on it. If Tyron Smith plays, then I would take Dez Bryant. If Tyron Smith is out, I don't want any part of Dez Bryant if I could avoid him.
1: Yeah, now we probably won't know that by Thursday. And also, Can I give you real
0: quick the wide receivers that have had 10 targets against yeah. Philadelphia? Just keep
1: in mind, Ronald Darby's gonna play it this week, but
0: yes. Demarius, 870 in a touchdown. Kelvin Benjamin, 9 for 99. Keenan Allen, 5 for 138. Tyrell Williams, 5 for 115 in a touchdown. Sterling Shepard, 7 for 133 in a touchdown. Odell Beckham, 9 for 79 and 2 touchdowns. Mm. And then Terrell Pryor and Lear Fitzgerald sucked. <laughs> okay.
1: All right, so that's Juju. Uh The Steelers are easy in terms of Roethlisberger and Brown, starting them. What about Ben Roethlisberger? Which quarterback do you like better in this game, guys?
0: Uh, ben, easily. Ben.
1: All right, Roethlisberger, no more than 21 fantasy points in a game this season, which is exactly what he scored at Indianapolis last week. Will Ben Roethlisberger get you 22 or more fantasy points and six per for passing touchdown leagues? Nope. No. Uh, yes. Well, you say no. Well, Heath's got him 12th. Jamie and Dave have Roethlisberger 9th. So I think it's interesting, Heath, that you have Cousins ranked one spot ahead of Ben. Yes, I do. Talk about that, sir.
0: Uh, ben has not done it this year. He's not been good. He just had a very good matchup. And I said all of last week, this is when things are supposed to turn for Ben Roethlisberger. And he was fine. He was a borderline number one. I don't, I don't know that there's a lot of hope for him to have the big bust out.
1: Okay. Tennessee has held five straight quarterbacks to 18 or fewer fantasy points. That's Cutler, Brissett, the Cleveland guys, Flacco, and Dalton. So <laughs> it's, you know, it is what it is. Flacco scored 18 fantasy points on 52 pass attempts. Dalton scored 18 on 35 pass attempts. They've gotten a little better, but they've faced some lousy competition. Uh, Roethlisberger or Eli Manning this week?
2: Rothsberger.
1: Ben. Roethlisberger or Jared Goff?
2: Goff. Roethlisberger. All
1: right, so that, that's kind of the difference in the rankings. Those three spots: Jamie ninth, Heath twelfth, would be Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Jamie's got them behind Roethlisberger. Heath has Goff and Cousins ahead of Roethlisberger. And Bortles. And Bortles. Yeah. Bortles. Well, that's it. That's bold. Bortles over Ben. Wow.
0: Fantastic matchup.
1: Yeah. Not and a fantastic quarterback,
0: though. He's not a fantastic quarterback, but he's been in the 17-18 range each of his last three games.
1: Yep. He's at Cleveland this week. All right. So uh we go to Tennessee. Mariota, starter set. sit? Nope.
2: Yeah, you got to him. Hmm.
1: Pittsburgh? I, I mean, it's kind of sneaky, though, because Pittsburgh, no Joe Hayden. Mike Mitchell's going to be questionable. He's been really banged up. He's had an Achilles issue. Now he's got an ankle injury. Like, I'm gonna guess he doesn't play, and if he plays, he clearly won't be 100%. That's two-fourths of their, of their starting secondary. Does that, that doesn't, I mean, you guys have Mariota really low, like 19th or something. You know? You yeah, I just, 19th. I don't
0: know that this is a really high-scoring game. I feel like this is the last game where you sit Mariota, and then he just explodes.
1: Okay, so you'd start, like, Cutler and Bortles over him? Yep.
0: Yes. Wow. And Fitzpatrick. And the, Eli. And Keenum. Tennessee running backs, go.
2: You I mean you gotta continue to go with Murray until he's out? And Sid Henry. This just doesn't feel like a game where they're gonna be ahead in the fourth quarter, where you see typically where Derrick Henry's had his best performances.
0: Yeah, I, I view Murray as a number two and Henry as a boom bust flex.
1: Doug Martin or Derek or Demarco Murray?
0: Murray.
2: Uh Doug Martin for me. Martin's our start of the week this week.
1: Ooh. Doug Very Martin. excited about his matchup. Yeah, he's got the Dolphins. They are terrible. So Murray or Arlene's Darkwa?
0: Murray. Darkwa. Wow.
1: All right, but they're all in the same kind of range, like 15th-ish. Murray's an okay start. We're going to try to avoid Derrick Henry. And then what do you think about the wide receivers for Tennessee? No, thank you. Yeah, not this week. All right.
2: Davis Davis, and Matthews are number three guys.
1: It's just interesting because if you're basing it on Pittsburgh in the past, like, they they've been pretty bad. Late, the last two games, they've really had lapses. They're giving up some huge plays. Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, TJ Jones, all over 80 yards. Chester Rogers, Dante Moncrief, big plays. T.Y. Hilton did nothing, of course.
0: Those games were both on the road, too, right?
1: Yes, yes. The night
0: game at home, I just... But it's yeah. it's
1: the injuries, too. All right. That's In, part of it. All right. I understand uh you're hesitant on the passing game. and Delaney Walker... Delaney Walker is 9th for Jamie in standard, 11th for Dave and Heath. In PPR, he's 8th for Jamie, 9th for Dave, and 12th for Heath. And he's been really good in PPR the last three games. Five to seven catches, 63 to 71 yards. So you're talking about 12 fantasy points on 10, 5, and 9 targets in in PPR. No receiving touchdowns this year. Doesn't get red zone targets. So not nearly as good in standard. Um, All right. Should we do some Delaney Walker oars, I guess? Delaney Delaney Walker or, oh, I hate this. Uh Vernon Davis.
0: As long Dave, as Reed sits, Davis. Davis.
1: Yeah, might not. You might have to play that one safe. Uh, but Delaney Walker or Jared Cook. 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 Jason Witten.
2: Witten. Davis. Uh,
1: Walker. Travis David. Kelsey at the Giants or Delaney Walker. What? No, I'm just kidding. Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski this week. <laughs> I'm still going wrong. Uh, Kelsey for me. Yeah, I mean, you could uh, – uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, I hope I'm not playing Travis Kelsey this week. That's all I have to say. Watch this be the – this would be such a bizarro year in fantasy football. This would be the week that Travis Kelsey gets shut out. All right, we've got some schedule talk. We've got some emails. We'll get to that in a second. Let's look at the number twos who look like number one this year. And I've got Adam Thielen, Marvin Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Robert Woods. I know this is an easy answer, but to start, of the number two, who looks like number one, who do you have the most faith in going forward? Thielen, Marvin Jones, Juju, and Robert Woods.
0: Thielen. I got a Thielen. Yeah.
1: He does have uh, – a look, four of his next five opponents rank in the top ten in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Does that matter for you with Thielen? That's the Rams, Lions, Falcons, Panthers, Bengals. The Falcons are the good matchup there.
0: I think they're mostly um – you attack almost the, all of those defenses better from the slot position. So it doesn't matter. Doesn't bother me. Okay.
1: Of those four, Thielen, Jones, Smith-Schuster, and Woods, who do you have the least confidence in?
0: Jones. Yeah, I, I know Smith-Schuster I would have the second most confidence in. Woods and Jones, I, I kind of feel pretty similarly about. Which is what? I think they're probably better served as number three wide receivers. I'm so
1: disappointed with Marvin Jones last week. I just don't get it. Uh, well, was, what?
0: what? What we have shouldn't have got was what he did the couple weeks before.
1: No, I don't. I don't agree. I think he was emerging as the number one receiver on Detroit. He had three straight games with double-digit targets. Three straight games with twelve or more fantasy points in standard. He was great and he didn't even do it against against tough matchups. It was at New Orleans, Pittsburgh or against uh against easy matchups. At New Orleans and Pittsburgh, they ranked well against wide receivers and at Green Bay was a great matchup. Um so I I mean this week it's tough at Chicago. But and then Minnesota and then Apple. It's very tough actually the next three or four weeks. I don't know. I was just disappointed. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, Kenny Galladay, it's not like Kenny Galladay got a ton of targets. He had three targets, he came back, so that wasn't the reason for it. Uh
0: yeah. Well, what was Golden Tate's health situation like during that three game stretch where Marvin Jones was awesome? He was fine. He was He was fully healthy for one of them, right?
1: I don't know, so he but he was he was games. still playing and very involved. He himself had three good games. Yeah. I don't know. And then Woods, here's the one thing I wanted to point out from Woods. So he's got these four touchdowns in his last two games, and his only four touchdowns of the season. And he obviously like he had great matchups at the Giants and home against Houston. So he took advantage of it. But Woods does lead the team in targets, and two of the four touchdowns were, like, really long and fluky. And two of the four were from four yards out and 12 yards out, and that's a good sign. So um just want to point that out. Not that I, of course, don't disagree that Woods and the Rams are sell-highs after those two matchups. But it's nice that he's getting targeted in the red zone and inside the 12. Yeah, hooray for him. Um, you want to do Jeopardy again or, or what? No, let's talk schedules. So people have been asking to look at playoff schedules, weeks 14 through 16. We did this last week. I encourage you to go back and listen to it. I'll sum up some of what we talked about. But I did want to bring this up. Potential free agents in weeks 14 through 16, and I think the Russell Wilson owner needs to pay attention to this because he has tough matchups, and I think the Kirk Cousins owner has to pay attention to this, but... Jay Cutler, I won't go through week by week. Jay Cutler, Drew Stanton, and Blake Bortles. Would you trust them in your fantasy playoffs? Cutler has the Patriots, the Bills on the road, and the Chiefs on the road in weeks 14 through 16. Stanton has Tennessee at Washington and the Giants. Bortles has Seattle, though. No, Houston and at San Francisco. That's that's Is not- Seattle
2: a tough matchup anymore?
1: It's probably too tough for Bortles, but... We're going to find out this week, yeah. Well, not necessarily, because they may not have Cam Chancellor this week. They'll have Earl Thomas, but they may not have Chancellor. But if they have both safeties, you know, they're probably not a good matchup, but... Is Thomas definitely playing? That's what I read this morning. He's expected to play. Okay. Uh But anyway, that's nine matchups there, and at least eight of them are good. Cutler, Stanton, and Bortles. I don't know. You got You got Russell Wilson with tough matchups. You got Kirk Cousins with tough matchups. You got Matthew Stafford. Do you think it makes sense for those owners to pick up another quarterback, one of those kind of scrubs?
0: I think these these are all kind of different levels. So I'll start off with I work too damn hard to get to the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> Trust my fate to Drew Stan.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, there's no chance on Stan. Okay. No, I don't because wanna... he may not even be the quarterback. Though. Right. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. J- Russell Wilson is probably not somebody I'm sitting. So, none of these guys over Russell Wilson for me. Okay. Uh Cousins me... and Cutler, I think, is the interesting pairing. If you have Kirk Cousins, Cutler's team is not just facing good matchups, but they also have a terrible defense, and they're facing really good offenses, so they're going to be way behind, and he's shown us. He's done a pretty good Blake Bortles impersonation this year.
1: Yeah. Look, he's got... Multiple touchdown passes in four straight games, I believe, uh, Jay Cutler. He scored 18 at Carolina, which really isn't bad, and they don't run the ball well.
0: I wanna see his, his fourth quarter QB ratings, I bet it is amazing.
1: Right, and I, and I'm banking on that,
0: you know? But, my, and that's my issue with Cutler this week, is I just don't know if he gets the garbage time. Against Tampa Bay. Yeah. But
1: they're so bad, their pass defense is so bad.
0: But I, well, they're facing Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: No, no, I mean, um the Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, I I think the Cutler-Cousins combo could make sense.
1: The, other, the one thing I want to caution here with some of this looking at schedules is that the Patriots have gotten a lot better. And I wonder how you guys feel about the Patriots as a matchup now. That's one of Cutler's three matchups. Um, do you still feel like that's a favorable matchup for quarterbacks?
0: I do. If they shut down Derek Carr and the Raiders this week, then I'll change my mind.
1: That game is in Mexico, in Mexico City.
0: So it won't be cold. Good,
1: high altitude, <laughs> could be a lot of scoring. It won't be cold, yeah. Um, all right, so look, that's a little nugget for you. And, and Tyrod Taylor was another guy that had great matchups. So if you're the Tyrod Taylor owner, maybe you ha- you're desperate pick up Jay Cutler or something like that. And also, keep an eye, if Derek Carr gets dropped, it's not out of the question. I saw him in one of our leagues just a couple weeks ago. If Derek Carr gets dropped... He has good matchups in the fantasy playoffs. He has uh, at Kansas City, home against Dallas, and then at Philadelphia. You probably won't start him there. But weeks 14 and 15, really good for Derek Carr. Um, Yeah, and there you go. And Nate Peterman has the Colts, Dolphins, and Patriots. So (laughs) Good luck. Let me uh, recap a little bit of what we talked about last week. Quarterbacks with good schedules. Ben Roethlisberger's got a, a really nice schedule going forward. Philip Rivers has the great schedule beginning this week. I mean, it's really, really good for Rivers. Check this out. Buffalo at Dallas, Cleveland, Washington, at Kansas City, at the Jets, Oakland in Week 17. That's incredible for Rivers. So there's still time to get – I mean, now is the time to get Philip Rivers. Dak Prescott has a good schedule coming up. Marcus Mariota after this week at Indianapolis, Houston at Arizona – at San Francisco, the Rams. That's an interesting one. It's a home game. That's week sixteen. Jacksonville, week seventeen, I have to worry about that. Carson Wentz has a pretty good schedule. Well, it's what who cares? It's Carson Wentz. Um, this is a great time to trade for LaShawn McCoy. Great time at the Chargers, at the Chiefs, Patriots, Colts, Dolphins, at the Patriots, and then at Miami in week seventeen. And last week, Heath, we talked about Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch. You said Get what you can for them right now. And that was before his terrible game against uh, Seattle, Adrian Peterson. Take a look at their schedule. For Peterson, it's at Houston, Jacksonville, Rams, Titans, Redskin, at, Reds, at the Redskins, Giants in Week 16 at Seattle. you still feel that way about Peterson?
0: Well, I think now like, you're not going to get much for Peterson. What you're hoping is the fresh legs thing. He's had 10 days. To regenerate his cells and he gets to go against the Texans. You're hoping he has one good game and then you can trade him. You can't, you can't get anything for Adrian Peterson right now.
1: Okay. And then Marshawn Lynch has the Patriots in Mexico, the, the Broncos, the Giants at home, at Kansas City, Dallas, at Philadelphia.
0: You're just hoping with Marshawn Lynch that Michael Crabtree, Amari Cooper, Jared Cook fall down inside the five so <laughs> yeah. that he gets a touchdown.
2: Where does he rank right now? Oh, I, for me this week? No 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 no. Where's it where's his standing among fantasy running backs?
0: He's gotta be top twenty five, doesn't he?
1: Oh, I don't know about that. I'm gonna say no. I'll look at standard. I mean he definitely isn't in PPR. I will look right now. Should I should I use weekly scoring or total scoring? You should use total scoring. Total scoring. All right. While we do that, while I do that, why don't we read some emails and tweets? This one is from Justin. What is Devin Funches' value going forward with Greg Olson set to return?
0: I still think he's a solid number two. Yep. Right, thirty one, two.
1: Thirty two.
0: I've was, got him at thirty four, but okay.
1: You have the decimal scoring or you have the non decimal?
0: One point ahead of Mike Gillesley.
1: I have him tied with Mike Gillisley, so you have decimal. So yeah, he's outside the top thirty in standard, Marshawn Lynch. Uh number a, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go
0: what ahead. a what a group there. Marshawn Lynch, Mike Gillisley, Matt Forte, Adrian Peterson. Exciting. Who's your favorite? <laughs> Who's your favorite? Rest of season? Uh huh. Um, I,
1: I'll i go with Marshawn. Even in PPR or would you take Forte?
0: I don't know if Forte's going to play again.
1: Is is that serious for Forte?
0: Who knows?
2: You know him better than we do.
1: Yeah. Forte said he hopes to return after the bye. So so do I. Um blah, 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 blah. So you said Devin Funches is at number two. Would you rather have Funches or Jarvis Landry rest of season? Funches. Yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. P.S. Heath and Jamie were wrong. Zeke returned two weeks ago, but Jamie made the comment when reflecting back to the week prior while talking about whether your lack of bonanza required a bean boozle. So, there you go. I'm off the hook. Jeremy from a city. You make rules
2: that fit you. It's okay.
1: Jeremy from a city south of Vancouver. Um, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale and Seattle both qualify. Uh, I think we just answered this. Sorry, Jeremy. So, should we be concerned about Russell Wilson's playoff schedule at the Jaguars, home against the Rams at Dallas? Look, I, I don't think we're I don't think we're starting him Week 14 at Jacksonville. Who? Russell Wilson.
2: Um, is Jacksonville 100 percent the same by that point?
1: Why wouldn't they? I I can't answer these questions. Like I can't project
2: injuries, but well, I mean, you know, why are we making start sit decisions three weeks out?
1: Well, I think you have to. I think you have to, as a Russell Wilson owner, be prepared to sit him in week fourteen. Yes,
2: you should have a potential backup option. You don't need to necessarily say I'm sitting Russell Wilson yet.
1: He'll probably be in the top twelve, but I don't think he'll be in the top five that week. I'm starting him.
2: Um, I have something for you.
1: Okay, more poetry.
2: Ellis told Hans. <laughs> Bubby, I'm your white knight. Hans shot him dead, giving the hostages a fright. Hans went to go check on the explosives' fuse and saw that poor John wasn't wearing any shoes. John fled from Carl and Hans, but alas! He had to run barefoot over sharp, broken glass. His feet how they hurt, his soles oh so bloody. John crawled to the bathroom and called his good buddy.
1: Oh, that's good. I, is there a fantasy team name... Any any fantasy relevant player that would work with shoot the glass? I've always wanted to name a team shoot the glass,
0: but there's nothing. Shoot the glass?
1: Yeah, it's the best line in Die Hard.
0: Well, I think you could use it in basketball on a basketball team. Shoot the glass, yeah,
1: but I need like a name, like a
0: player, like Hooter or
1: yeah, I don't know. We'll work on it. This is from Matthew. What is your bench strategy after bye weeks?
2: I don't I have good players.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on up, upside. Well, does it change? You know, once you're done with buys, you don't roster a, I, a guy I tell you that, what, I
0: had somebody come to me and ask me a question that kind of fits in with this. And they said, do you ever use a bench spot to block your opponent? Yeah. And my answer is, I absolutely do, yes. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I actually picked up Greg Olson yesterday in a league in which I have Jimmy Graham. I don't know what I'm But, gonna that, do. but that's
2: not... A bad move?
1: No, no, I'm gonna try to trade him, but if I can't, like I'm, even if I'm not gonna start them both, there's no way I'm dropping Greg Olson or Jimmy Graham, because you don't wanna have to compete against them.
2: If we had deeper benches in our FFT league, waivers ran and nobody picked up Justin Tucker.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And I have Greg Zerline. And I was like, I'm gonna care, I'll pick up two kickers, but we don't have enough spots. <laughs>
1: Uh, we got a question from Nick. Do I start the Eagles defense against the Cowboys or do I go with the Lions defense this week at Chicago? Eagles or Lions? Lions. Uh,
2: the Lions, but the Eagles probably have a higher ceiling if Tyron Smith is out.
1: Jeremy in Australia, the nervous Hunter Henry owner, not going to stream this week because pickings are slim, but should I drop or should I pick up Jack Doyle who's been dropped? And if I should, then who would I drop for Jack Doyle? Devontae Adams, C.J. Anderson, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins. Or I suppose you could drop Hunter Henry.
2: Well, no, you need a tight end this week. Jack Doyle's on a back. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, you could drop C.J. Anderson.
0: I saw that Adam dropped his boy C.J. Anderson in a league. Who would I drop him for? Deion Lewis? Deion Lewis, I believe, yes.
1: I... I looked at that transa- I looked at that for like a good 30 seconds. Do I do it? I had it up there. Do I hit submit? Uh, and I- I did, cause he's got- he gets 10 carries a game! They're the same player. Yeah, they kinda of are. Yeah, one's in a much better offense. I guess I'll just go with, uh, the guy in the better offense. This is from Rob. Do you think it is- Oh, I love- we'll end on this. Uh, uh, well, we got maybe two more, but maybe we'll end on this. We'll see. Do you think it's okay to lose intentionally to a specific team or two to dictate who makes the playoffs. I'm currently the number one seed, highest scoring team in the league, and basically he can throw a game to influence his playoff matchups and face weaker teams. Do you think that's okay?
2: I mean, that always feels like it comes back to bite the person that does it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but do you think it's okay? Because I struggle with this. I, I say no. I say don't do it. But it's, you're right.
0: I don't know. It's not collusion.
2: No, because you're doing it to yourself.
0: I don't think it's something that should be punished or forbidden. I also don't know if it's a very smart.
1: Well, I think it's smart. I think you look uh, at, at teams and you say this one's better than the other, and well, it happens in professional sports to a degree. I mean, teams—oh yeah, sure—intentionally sure. lose. I don't know if they do it for seeding purposes of other of other teams, but they rest guys in week seventeen, whatever. Like I don't know. I don't, I would never personally do it myself, but I, I guess I wouldn't, if I were the commissioner, I wouldn't sanction anyone for it.
0: In the words of the very great opposing coach in Teen Wolf, I've got records to think about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. uh, this is from Andrew. Dear Sam, Aaron, Carson, and Deshaun.
2: Andrew quarterbacks.
1: Oh, okay. I know you always talk about not letting your opponent's lineup influence how you set yours, but I have, my opponent has Antonio Brown. So do I go with Big Ben or Cousins this week?
0: I'm going with Cousins.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Ben. Just better matchup for him.
1: The bra- the Antonio Brown thing doesn't really matter, right? No. Nope. Alright, that's it for fantasy football today. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll come back tomorrow and preview the AFC home games for you and talk about DST's that you might want for your fantasy playoffs if you're interested in rostering two DSTs. That's it. That's tomorrow, and that's it for today. Anybody get that reference? Talk to you later. See ya. At Nakatomi Tower, Sergeant Powell appeared.
2: He checked the whole lobby and saw nothing weird. He was pulling away but didn't get far before Marco landed on the hood of his car. Powell drove away backwards, screaming in fright. Welcome to the party, pal. John yelled with delight. (laughs)